Hello everyone and welcome to OT Ladies. It's Sarah. It's Dana again. Welcome to OT Ladies podcast. We have a very exciting um, podcast tonight. Dancing into therapy about music and use of music in therapy. Yay! Yay! And we have Nina Dib today for our podcast and she's our guest speaker. Hi, Hi everybody. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm super excited to be here. Hi Nina. Welcome to OT Lady podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. Great. So, Nina, tell us about yourself. Okay, well, um, my name is Nina Deeb, and I currently am an occupational therapist, and I work in uh, geriatrics in physical disabilities at the acute care setting. I'm from the Bay Area, born and raised in uh, Northern California in San Jose, specifically. Um, and I graduated from San Jose State in 2014 with a bachelor's and master's in occupational therapy. And I've been practicing for just about a little over five years now. And I uh, fell in love with geriatrics after my second rotation at clinicals, working at a skilled nursing facility. I initially thought I wanted to work with kids, but that drastically changed after a uh, short stint at school. But thankfully, I got to do my internship with uh, the elderly population, and that's where I found my true calling. So that's where I've been ever since. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that's great. Um, so, Nina, I hear you're a DJ by night. Is that right? Can you tell us about that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so you're correct. Um, alongside my passion for OT uh, during the day, I've also acquired a, a passion for DJing. Um, I've always been an avid music fanatic, you know, music goer, music playing wasn't really something that I imagined doing uh, just because I wasn't very musically inclined with instruments. But over the last year, uh, thanks to a bunch of my friends um, and influences in the music scene, I've picked up DJing as a hobby, but it's also become ingrained into, uh, you know, just my daily life. And yeah, it's something that just brings me a lot of joy, fulfillment, and, you know, sense of peace. So I practice it regularly. Yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome. I, I just want to know how, how is, how do you do DJ? Like, <laughs> I kind of see people doing it. I know it's such a kind of a question. You can't probably answer it. I don't know. Yeah. But it's so fun. I wish, I wish you could tell us very briefly like how how do you really doing it like do you play on keyboards or oh so initially I had nothing and the way I really started was I went online and like on secondhand um you know website just picked just found a controller which is a pretty much an all-in-one inclusive uh DJing system where you would see at like a club where they have like the the main unit where they have all the knobs and then they have the, the CD portion of it where you can put in a USB or connect mm -hmm. it to a laptop. Those are the more modern versions that they have nowadays, but they used to also have um, more old school and they even have vinyl players and whatnot. But for me, I'm a beginner, so I just found the most beginner, um, you know, novice level equipment and I just purchased it on a whim and just you know said to heck with it you know if if this ends up being something great if not oh well um, so I picked up this piece and then I went online on my laptop you know got all my tracks because you go to a portal to get all your songs and then you mm -hmm. upload everything on a USB plug it into the device and then you just start playing the music and with DJing you know I don't currently produce my own music, whereas I don't have my own tracks, not yet. 
Um, but it's the fun in it is blending songs together and transitioning different um, tracks to, to blend in together to have a very, you know, melodic and very, um, mm -hmm. you know, comprehensive sound that it would attract the audience, you know, they just keep the vibe going and keep it up. And that's, that's the fun part about it is getting the response from the crowd and mixing yeah. your tracks together. That's very so exciting. Cool. And I yeah. have the pleasure to work with Nina in the impatient <laughs> setting. So I, I think I overheard you bought a new system just recently I to did. an upgrade from the beginner. I sure did. And that's, that's pretty much how I knew that I was taking it a little bit more seriously because, as I mentioned before, I really didn't know buying that piece of equipment what was going to happen. But if anything, I was just going to sell it if it just went to failure. But I'm glad to say it didn't. Um, and so I did get an upgrade. And then I ended up just putting the investment in because I knew that this would probably be something that I continue to do for enjoyment for probably, if not the rest of my life, for a very long time. As long as I have fine motor skills, I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> That's great. So, but you found yeah. that like passion and that like thing that you do on the side that gives you so yeah. much meaning. So right. in addition, cool. yeah, <laughs> in addition to what you've already kind of stated, is there any other like physical and psychological effects, you know, that you feel like has helped you in your life because of music and DJ in general? Well, honestly, um, the psychological part of it is really, you know, one of the main components because I've I've gained and built so many friendships as a result of music. Just being a part of a community that I'm in, um, in this Bay Area scene, I met a lot of people through the same genre of music that we like, um, which is dance, house, electronic, techno, EDM what have you, and there's a whole community that was built about like two years ago through two girls, and I met them through an online um, forum, basically, and that group expanded to about 5,000 members. Oh my gosh. And, yeah, and so I'm, I was initially part of the original group of that, and it was just amazing to see how music just entirely could bring so many different people of all sorts of backgrounds together, and Having this outlet now where I started off, you know, being just a fan and a, a listener, now actually putting it into play and DJing for my friends and getting their support is really the most satisfying thing because, you know, they're all there to support you. If they see that you're passionate about something, I have all these connections now in this scene through different mm -hmm. groups where I've actually obtained so many of my opportunities in this scene to play music at public venues because of my relationships with these people. So psychologically, it's done paramount for my, you know, well-being and just overall happiness in this living life. And uh, physically, you know, it's fun to be up there dancing. Of course, you have endorphins going, you're just burning off, you know, whatever. It's it's just a fun way to exercise also because I'm not I'm not just standing and standing in place the whole time. It's just it's you get your body moving, you get your blood flowing. It's just a lot of um, a lot of endorphins. good changes. Yeah, yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's many studies out there, but there is uh, some that we're going to bring up just to snippet. You know, there's a lot of positive effects of music across the board with therapy, just in general, what music can do psychologically. You know, we have anecdotal evidence here from Nina, and I'm sure 
both you, Dana, me, mm-hmm. our listeners have all experienced, you know, the positive effect of music. But we'll break down just a couple quick studies here of more recent ones and talk about those a little bit. So there's oh, a sure. recent study uh, called Let's Improvise iPad-based music therapy with functional electrical stimulation for upper limb stroke rehabilitation. So this one was from the Australian Journal of Music. And uh, this one's a retrospective clinical case report. So it was just one person. They followed a 74-year-old woman who was a retired pianist. But this is interesting because she wasn't able to use her right upper extremity functionally at all. But she was a pianist. This was very important to her for, you know, leisure activity and meaningful. Even though she was retired, that was obviously important. So this one was interesting because an occupational therapist and actually a registered music therapist, which is called a RMT, I didn't know that mm-hmm. acronym myself, wow. um, they collaborated in, in, this, in this study uh, with this different base simulation called thumb jam and they actually showed that uh, uh, she mm-hmm. started to make some progress and after a seven month uh, follow-up it showed that she was able to use her hand more functionally and also to to play again so that was really exciting it said uh, quote unquote four weeks um, since the study she was able to uh, independently scale the piano um, so that was pretty exciting for her wow. as someone that you know really that cared about that amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and then there was this other study was from the occupational therapist team in Geriatric Journal in 2010, and they were talking about people with dementia, how it can stimulate cognitive skills, that uh, to to kind of help with the practical aspect, improve mood, uh, uh, decrease uh, behavioral disorders, and I've seen that in several studies recently as well. So (laughs) I think that seems to be a common theme, like music with uh, the dementia, Alzheimer's, Lewy body dementia, those kind of populations, it seems to be very positive. So that's great. That's great. And then, um, yeah, I've been also reading um, a study that was um, issued actually in a a, a South African journal of occupational therapy. They did a research on um, mental health um, care users that are involving in an activity and um, listening to a music. So they studied the different tempo um, in music, which, um, you know, you can explain this maybe better. Tempo is basically the speed that the music is playing. Yeah, a bit like the beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they kind of studied um, uh, this different tempo, like slow versus um, while people were engaging in an activity. And based on this study, it showed while um, the clients or patients were engaging in an activity and listening to a tempo about 60 beats per minute, they, um, occupational therapists, they um, noticed that some of the, not only the physical complications, but some of the mental issues that the patients have, like um, depression or other psychosis that they have, um, it improved. So basically, wow. they had better cognitive skills, which is like the memory skills improved, um, thinking process improved. Um, so they did um, saw, they did see actually lots of good um, changes, not only in um, physiological but also cognitive um, skills also improved in this study 
so that's how music actually has a good effect on not only the physical growth but also the mental changes and improving the mood right. based on this study that's that's really yeah, neat that's so right. maybe uh, you would be a good person to ask nina so what's a song that's about like 60 beats per minute do you sorry to put you on the yeah. spot there but in my head oh, i'm thinking uh, like trying to think about a tempo like how fast is that in terms of rhythm is that like moderate slow fast so when i think of 60 beats i go (laughs) i think of like heart rate me too that's what i was like what would that be like 60 to like 100 or whatnot like for an average person so i think that's like pretty much not super fast but it's Uh kind of like you know intermediate in a way like the standard like you know just what you would start with as a as a, a marker for a good tempo but for me our tempos on on what i play on are a little bit faster we play on at least 123 okay um, beats per minute so it's a little different but i think 60 in that set in that setting or in that context would be kind of like your average marker but maybe that makes sense because if you're you know 120s you're trying to dance you're trying to be all excited and have a good time yeah. But, you know, if you're trying to calm someone down, just like we lower our tone of our voice, we lower our tempo of how we're speaking and our tone. Maybe it's the same with music. You lower the the beats per minute and then it's soothing. I don't know. Maybe that's pseudoscience there. But doesn't that seem to kind (laughs) of make sense? (laughs) That's definitely worth looking at. Okay. I'm curious as to I wanna write that down. I wanna know what that means. So, okay. Yeah, I have I have the same kind of maybe question. Nina, uh, so maybe a house music is kind of like a tempo what, between a hundred to hundred forty or um so what it do you would think? be one twenty to like one thirty is very fast. Okay. Like one thirty I barely ever play that unless I'm going for like, you know, a really, really eclectic crowd. But I usually <laughs> I usually stick to one twenty four to one twenty eight uh, as my range. Mm. Um, yeah but yeah definitely faster on the latter aspects but but yeah yeah so i think also the jazz music or the coffee music that um you can listen while you work or study that would be like maybe a slow tempo oh yeah Mm -hmm. could be like a 60 or somewhere between 60 80 yeah yeah Yeah. that sounds very uh appropriate for that type of genre for sure where you're just trying to relax and tone it down a bit soothing versus uppity and dancey and jivey so it's very interesting i also um come up with another article talking about the effect of music on the prenatal growth or um, on the babies in the utero it was it was pretty much an interesting research that they showed the moms that start listening to the music um, the the baby the child the infant inside the uterus starts um, developing the brain um, faster and then um, ended up having a better brain growth and a better intelligence Um, so also they studies showed even um, the child after born, the postnatal, um, the, the baby has a better sleeping pattern for wow. those group of moms who ha- listen to music during the prenatal time. So that was just interesting that I want to share. So basically Aww. music, yeah, has very good effect for the um, the growth of the, the live cells. This, this live cell, it could be like just a plant or it could be just like as, you know, just as the, the cells in, in the utero or even, you know, any good changes even you know in adults so that was kind of like that's really interesting yeah Yeah. that's that's exciting there's just so many positive effects of music it's hard to sum it up in one single podcast but there was a lot of articles out there (laughs) yeah yeah i was i don't 
don't think there's anything negative to be said about music. It's just kind of just been the universal language of happiness for many, many different types of people and walks of life. And yeah, I'd be curious just to see what other populations it would benefit in yeah, treatment. Absolutely. So uh, continue, Nina, talk about uh, how you use music with your clients, patients, whether it's at the hospital, if it's appropriate, or at like a skilled nursing facility that you work at. Yeah, so at Currently, with my most recent, you know, area of work at the hospital, it's been kind of harder to incorporate, you know, but I've used it in the past, and I definitely want to get back to it now uh, within, you know, guidelines at the hospital. But at skilled nursing, um, you know, we're at more leisure to pull out our devices and whatnot and incorporate different modalities in our treatment, um, be more creative, pretty much, since we're going to be working with patients for longer than a few days. Sometimes these patients don't make much progress and need different types of um, treatment approaches to facilitate a response or progress. So for a particular patient like dementia, patient with dementia who is not as alert, maybe they're not uh, following along with your commands or engaged. Um, one of our the treatment sessions that I was in, uh, we incorporated music that the patient previously had listened to, one of their favorite um, singers per the family uh, recommendation. We we're able to pull it up on the phone and, you know, play it for the patient while in the gym. And, you know, they woke, woke up, their eyes opened up, and it was more of a response that we had gotten in the last, you know, several weeks. Aww, and that was just really that's amazing. Yeah, it was it was just like very inspiring, too, because, you know, we've been trying and working so hard. And then just with this one familiar um, cue, you know, this familiarity, it, it triggered some sort of um, stimulation and response. And with that, we were able to keep the patient engaged and do at least what we wanted them to do for the session. And it was more than what we had been able to do in previous weeks. So that was pretty, pretty great. Um, and then for another population that would benefit from what I've also read in, in articles and research, um, patients with Parkinson's who have the, the motor difficulties mm -hmm. and you know, the neurological mm -hmm. component. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Coordination is an area that is very much so impaired. Having that rhythm and that, you know, the tempo and having that rhythmic um sound to go off of like doing exercises and whatnot stepping patterns and things like that mm -hmm. uh that's also been a successful area and i've used that in treatment as well uh, working with pts in my previous workplace so that's, that's how i that's feel like great. you can incorporate music yeah that's really powerful there's just so many ways you can use music i feel i agree with you it's a lot more challenging in the hospital setting to use music to be honest, um, just yeah. kind of the, the constraints of the system, like you're not supposed yeah. to have your phones on the unit, so you can't just like put on a, a song or something like that. But sometimes I have used the uh, the first couple stations on our TV, like there's like waterfall music, there's certain kind mm -hmm. of natural sounds, but I wouldn't use that for everybody. I would use that for a patient that you know has dementia or is confused, something like that to, to oh. calm them if they're anxious or maybe even on the combatant spectrum, especially too if they have a sitter or like a, a bedside companion to assist uh, if they're unsafe because that can kind of help. So that can be almost used as like a anti-delirium to kind of improve you know their yeah. their symptoms right. agitation etc but it is it is hard uh, to use that and they're usually there for such a short time that it seems more appropriate to, to 
to bring those those strategies out more at this the skilled nursing facility right yeah or even and home health level or something mm -hmm. like that or outpatient or outpatient even yeah so yeah. speaking of outpatient i really want to include uh, music therapy with the pop uh, with parkinson population as um, nina you mentioned um, physical therapists and occupational therapists i guess they um, they should include music therapy especially like using drums um, within this population a lot um, as uh, we all know uh, with the Parkinson's uh, they slow down uh, within their big movements doing their movements um, right. smoothly so by using even um, instruments like drums um, tapping on a drum even it kind of uh, required them to move bigger or kind of moving their arms bigger or even right. tapping their feet on the floor it kind of uh, it's it's a I can see this is a huge benefit towards uh, Parkinson's disease population for sure right. mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that we can see incorporation of music therapy in outpatient clinics maybe for the Parkinson's population hopefully mm -hmm. that can happen mm -hmm. in the near future yeah yeah that'd be great, great so um Nina, do you do occupational therapists need any certifications to um, use music as a modality or any good courses you can recommend that OTs or PTs or all clinicians can take in order to use this um, this modality in the clinic or in their work setting? You know, I, in terms of certifications and licensures for like music-based therapies, I and for OTs, I don't think or believe... Um, there's a special training involved, but I do probably there are courses that you can take. And I'm actually curious as to looking into that myself, because I feel like I should educate myself more in depth on how to incorporate this more clinically. Um, but with that being said, uh, I don't know about specific training that you would have to have to, to practice it. I think that if you do like a course and then are instructed in the proper way to use it, that you by all means should go for it. But off the top of my head, unfortunately, I can't provide you with a lit like, mm -hmm. source or whatnot. But with that being said, I've seen things, you know, on the span of my, my life as a therapist in like coursework and whatnot, seem like classes available like that speak of music therapy. So I know that they're out there. Um, but mm -hmm. I'm going to go look, look into it and then I will definitely let you ladies know what I find and then you can post yeah, I could I couldn't too. find any certifications myself, yeah. um, and I didn't mm -hmm. really find any specific courses. In fact, you know, kind of looking up this topic myself, I found a little bit of the turf battle between the music therapist and the occupational therapist. <laughs> Are you two aware of that um, kind of <laughs> subtle battle going on? Um, oh, so wow. yeah, so for the last couple of years, that the music therapists have been trying to lobby to become registered, like you know, oh. PTs be. OTs, you know, we're OTR slash L for us occupational therapists here. But or music has been trying to do the same thing, become, uh, and uh, the Occupational Therapy Association and others definitely pushed yeah. that down so it didn't pass. <laughs> <laughs> because it was kind of if you think of our scope of practice you know we look at the person we look at their environment and their yeah. environment is very much music you know that's what we are very suited to do within our sessions so yeah our organizations they did lobby against the music therapists and sorry yeah. if there's any music therapy listeners out there <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> so it is kind of a contentious issue, and I'm sure there's there's many things everyone can can offer to the table. But I know there is there is a bit of a debate over that. So oh, I don't sure. think as of now there's certifications. I couldn't find any. Anyone in the comments correct me if I'm wrong. But my idea was that it's just very much part of our scope of practice to use any relevant research to yeah. to bring this music to our sessions if appropriate. So yeah, good to know that. Good to know. And I noticed this off topic. Maybe like Nina, do you have any of your work for us to just kind of play? I know this is just maybe. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Sorry, of course. I have um, I have a SoundCloud. And I have a couple mixes up on there as well. I'll link you guys to that. And then due to the, you know, this whole shelter in place, I've been, I haven't been able to play at venues, but I do have a Twitch account where I'll be streaming music uh, from my bedroom and I can post when those events will be. So I can provide that info for you guys. Great. And you have a, a username too. You have, oh, and yeah. you stream. Oh. I also think you stream on Twitch. That's fun. yeah. Yeah. So that's, I do have a profile on Twitch and um, my, my DJ name is Bruja, <laughs> which means witchcraft in Spanish, which is witchcraft. Um, okay. I'll explain why that is. But, um, I'm curious my, now. <laughs> not it's not catchy. Cool <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it just, it rolls off the tongue. And so my handles on Twitch and uh, my SoundCloud are also Bruja, but with a couple extra A's at the end because apparently I'm not the only one. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, when I first started DJing, I really didn't have any inspiration for a name. I kind of just was hoping someone would give one to me or brand me because they felt that, you know, I had a special name. But that didn't happen, so I just thought about, you know, what I really wanted, what look I wanted to go for, and what I kind of symbolize, which I'm more, if you know me outside of work, <laughs> I, I do like, I, I wear a lot of black. I uh -huh. um, I like being mysterious. I'm kind of shy. I'm not your average Leo. That's my sign. Um, <laughs> I, I'm more, I can be very introverted, but I also like to be on the sidelines and more mysterious. Um, and I also like, you know, the concept of magic, although I don't practice it or anything like that, but in that sense, like witchiness in terms of having magical powers and just being that darker, edgier kind of vibe. And then mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily like have a passion for Spanish, but I, I came across the term bruja because I saw mm -hmm. another girl say it or saw it on her social media. And then I was like, wait. And then I looked into that and then I was like, oh, perfect. That's like, you know, <laughs> another language. It, it rhymes. It comes off the tongue naturally and it sounds mysterious. I'll take it. <laughs> and, uh, kind of stuck and it, yeah it's just been in my name since so oh that's great <laughs> we'll definitely Ooh. attach you know all of the things that you mentioned to our thread <laughs> so that it's it's there so people can find you and i know i at one point you sent me a link for i think it was the youtube mix that you made that was really good and oh, it was like a that's mix that's up awesome. yeah yeah yeah. Oh gosh, I want to listen to that. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, yeah. it's good. And I actually like that kind of, I like that techno music too. So oh, does, good. Yeah, oh, has I, I got a lot to offer. Though. Yeah, so we like yeah, that. That's awesome. Thank cool. you. That's Happy great. to share with you guys. Thank you for having me. This yeah. Really fun. Yeah. <laughs> So it was it was a great topic. Thanks, thanks Nina for what you do. Um, that's amazing. Welcome. Yeah, and, thank you so um, much for coming on with us. This welcome. was a great topic. This was very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Yeah, thank you. And um, and 
our quote for tonight it's about music from Macklemore and I guess he is a, um, he's a rapper but I'm not sure am I right <laughs> yeah. any, any idea like pop rap Macklemore? yeah yeah okay okay so he says music is therapy music moves people it con connects people in ways that no other medium can it pulls heartstrings it acts as medicine Great. I can agree so more. Yeah, that was <laughs> nice. It is medicine for sure. Absolutely. Changing moods, all positive yep. changes, not only physical changes, also mentally for sure. Mental. Absolutely. Yep. Yes, mental changes. Alrighty. Well, thank you, ladies. Uh, thank you for our listeners for tuning in to OT Ladies, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Have Bye. A great night. Bye. Bye. Bye.